Uh oh. I think I think it's happening. Em. I think it's happening. Hey, Max, are you here? Let's go. Do you is it true? Is it true? Did you meet AJ through Johnny Damon? Oh yeah, that's all right. Oh yeah. Out in Chicago. See? Would you call Where him a you? friend? Yep. See? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. fight against each other a lot of times. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. I'll say this. I don't, I don't see you guys. I can't out. see. All I see is the, the is the square. Okay, that's fine. We just need to see you. We need to hear you. Okay. Your hair looks good. perfect, by the way. Oh, good. It's that's hard for me. I don't have much left. You got to <laughs> keep, keep, keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, you well, definitely have right. You have more hair than Kip does. Yeah, and, and de- definitely more than Kratz. You've got AJ, yeah. Kratz, Kipnis is here, Scotty here. All right, AJ. No, I just want to go in. Max, first of all, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah. Where do we start? Two awesome starts with Texas. By the way, you have 11 wins this year. Scott says wins don't matter, so you feel free to tell him the fuck <laughs> Team off. Team wins matter. Team wins matter. No, it, 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 they're, they're, they matter, but, they, I mean, it's not the end-all stat. I mean, you know, it's not judge pitchers completely by wins and losses, but don't tell me when you show up to the park that you don't want to win. So there's something to it, but, you know, there's other things that tell, you know, what's a better pitcher. But at the end of the day, what feels the best at the, at the end of a game, a win? It's true. You're looking at me. I said team wins. Yeah, but he's, he's, All right, one more on this, then we'll get to the good yes. stuff. Max, if if you don't get a win, right, but you gave the team eight innings, 12 punch outs, team scored in the ninth for you or something, or say seven, and the team scored in the ninth and you win one nothing, aren't you just as fired up? Yeah, I mean, you are. But you know what? Sometimes I, I, I wish everything could be perfect. I wish I could go out there and be perfect every time. But guess what? Sometimes you go out there and you give up four in the first. And then if you, but if you can hang in there and you know, that doesn't knock you out and you actually end up pitching deep in a game and then your teammates come back, like sometimes that win almost feels better because you know, it wasn't perfect. So that's what you were doing your first start against the White Sox. You get a good description. <laughs> I want to see the boys come back for the, so I'm, you know, your first start, you're like, Hey, White Sox, here's three in the first. Yeah. Now I'm going to let the boys yeah. come back and get me a win and a team win for Scott. And then the second start, you just dominated, you just shoved it up Oakland's ass. So, I mean, that was, you know, typical Max, but it's okay. Yeah, well, Max, I want to know, so you joined this team. Chris Young is the GM, and I know there was a lot that went down to get you there. Just first off, like starting with the present, what is the pitching machine like in Texas? Because they've been pitching well this year, and they've been acquiring other guys that I, I'm sure you're glad to have as teammates, like a Jordan Montgomery who joins the mix in the rotation. Mm-hmm. So to me, it seems like Chris Young really values pitching, pitching, and more pitching. You can't get enough. Well, I think that's everybody across the league. I mean, has anybody ever said we have had, had too much pitching? So I don't think that that, that comment exists. Um, but I mean, as much as Chris Young's, you know, assembling these arms and bringing these guys in, uh, I also know a thing or two. This is also Mike Maddox. You know, Mike Maddox really knows what he's doing, really knows how to, uh, you know, prepare for, uh, a a team and a series and, and how to talk to each pitcher and, you know, where, where you want to be sequencing and what you want to do with guys. So, uh, you know, you got, you also got to throw Mike Maddox's name in there as well. So who's your go-to guy there? Is Maddox the guy where you're like, yeah, I'm going to listen and hear what he says? Obviously, you have your 15-plus years of knowledge, but is he a guy that you're like, all right, you know, he says something day one, the first game against the White Sox. Are you like, okay, I can hear it, or are you like, piss off, nerd? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, um, no, you definitely listen to them. I mean, just like you're listening to your catching, you're relying on your instincts. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, between the three of us, you know, you're always trying to figure out what the r- right uh, idea is and you know how you want to, uh, you know, attack a hitter in that that specific moment. So um, it's kind of like who gets two, you know, where's two out of three? Uh, I'd say it's more like that. Max, when you're on the mound the first time against the White Sox and Mike Maddox comes out and he puts his hand on your shoulder and he goes, <laughs> if you ever, because I saw Joe Nathan do it once, he just, just don't touch me, as Kratz calls him, nerd. Have you ever just been like, Mike, come on, like, I don't need that? Yeah, it, I, you know, the previous two time, two years with Mad Dog, uh, I, I think it's just kind of, you know, like, it, I think he has a brain himself. Yeah, he's never touched me on the mound. Really? <laughs> no, he's never put his hand wow, on me. Wow, because he said he, he always told me he likes to feel, he likes to feel the, the heartbeat. heartbeat. Yeah, in the pitcher, so that's why he does it. Wow, he's yeah. never touched you. Wow. Yeah, I I think it's pretty well. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> what well, did you hear? Remember we had Stripling. Yeah. Were you on for that show? Maybe. Oh, Kratz. Do you, you remember going? Stripling? What he said. Tell Max about how he holds his mustache on when he comes out. <laughs> no, yeah, Stripling went to get a high five. Face, uh, yeah. Oh, from Max, yeah, at the All Star game. Stripling story about Max at the All Star game. He said you were pitching, you were starting, and you went to give him a high five. Or he went to give you a high five. Walking in the dugout, and you're like, "Don't ever try to give me a high five." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, that sounds true. Yeah, I just don't do high fives before games. Like I'm just locked in. Like there's no fist pound. That's for the other four days. When it's my day, like nothing else matters. Oh, wait, are you the guy? Are you the guy that gets there super? Because we had a guy named Rick Reed that would get mm-hmm. to the park at like one o'clock in his start day, and he just sit there, and all he couldn't talk to him, he couldn't say anything to him. And then we had guys like Mark Burley that would just would be bouncing around, talking, high fiving everybody. So you seem more like the Rick Reed type, the the don't talk to me day. No, I'm actually I'm actually uh, both. Uh, I get to the park, I'm actually as loose as can be, um, talking with everybody like. In on all the jokes, in on all the, you know, you know all the pools and whatnot. Uh, you know, I'm completely normal. Uh, do my preparation, and obviously, then once I put my headphones on, then that's when I lock it in, and that's when I don't talk to anybody until I, until I come out of the game. How does this trade differ from when you went to the Dodgers? For you, um, I think it just, you know, for me, it. it for me, just baseball wise, I mean, this is similar. You I mean you're going to a good team, and you know you got a chance to be able to win. Uh, you know, maybe the Dodgers are a little bit more veteran. This team, the Texas team, is a little bit younger. Um, you know, so you know, it's similar on the baseball side. You're going into a winning baseball team, and uh, you know, it, it's it's a put. You know, you, you get it with a winning atmosphere, and all that changes. I mean, the the wild side is everything that's going on outside of the field, and that's trying to move the family across the country, and all all everything that's going down. Um, so yeah, it's for my wife. It's absolutely hectic, but, uh, because of, we learned our lessons with the, the Dodger trade. Uh, I think we'll be able to navigate this trade a little bit better. Was this one more shocking? Cause if, you know, we, we, one of our combos with you probably was like April 1st or even before that percentage chance back then, if I would have said, Hey, what, what's the percentage chance you think you, you'll get traded? You would have been like, dude, what? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was zero. And I, I, even the weekend before the trade tonight, I thought it was, uh, zero. I didn't think I was going to get traded or anybody uh, that was on the 2024 Mets uh, was going to get traded. Uh, that was just, 
that was kind of like our, you know, the club out, the clubhouse, you know, we kind of, everybody plays GM, everybody plays owner, you know, like we're <laughs> thinking, you know, how, how's the team going to look at this? And you, you're playing along and, and thinking along with, you know, kind of how the front office thinks. And, you know, that was kind of our, our thought of the clubhouse is that, uh, you know, we'd all still be there, but obviously things pivoted and, you know, decisions have to be made because of that. Max, were you, when it started happening and you obviously the stories out there that you went to the front office and said, Hey, what's going mm-hmm. on? You have to be grateful that they came to you and gave you an honest answer. I know it probably oh, wasn't I, the answer you wanted, right? Because if I'm a right. player and I go to them and say, what's the deal? And they say, well, we're not going to be good for two years, possibly, maybe three years. You have to say, well, thank you. I'd be like, dude, thank you so much. Whoever, whoever you, t- I don't know who you talked to, but. Epler and, Epler, and Cohen. Cohen, whoever, you yeah. know, Buck. I would have been like, man, thank you. Yeah, sure. I'll accept the trade to, to Texas. That would have been like, yeah, they're going to be good. They're trying to win. Let me get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean that's I, I was thankful. Uh, you know, they were very honest, very forth. I mean, I asked. I mean, there, there was a lot more questions I asked, uh, and you know, they were honest, and, and I thought I was getting a straight answer. And you know, I was walking through, you know, the enti- the totality of the decision of everything you know, that was uh, going to be out there, and um, you know, it became you know became obvious which way you know the team was going to go, and the best decisions for everybody involved, and you just. You just—that's the business of baseball. It gets real uh, at times. It gets real ugly. It gets crazy at times. Uh, but you got to be calm and be able to make that decision. And you know, you go. It, it happens usually in like 24, 48 hours, where you think you know. Even in free agency, you're just sitting there in free agency, and all of a sudden you get an offer, and you got you know 24, 48 hours to be able to make a decision of where you're going to be spending <laughs> your your life, your career, everything, all the decisions that go around it. So. Uh, I feel like I've gotten, you know, I've had to make so many, you know, baseball decisions like that over my career. Uh, you know, between my wife and I, we've gotten pretty good about keeping calm. And, you know, as it gets crazy and you start thinking about all the different uh, layers to, you know, a decision, uh, to be able to sit there and be able to be calm and be able to make the right decision and, um, you know, do what's best for your career. What will you miss the most about the Mets or, or New York or anything that involved that signing? Uh, really, the guys in there, uh, you know, I really, really, you know, really, you know, from competing against them all those years with the Nats uh, to then flip the, you know, flip the script and then actually join them, uh, you know, really lo- got to really like, you know, a lot, Pete Alonzo, Nemo, uh, Lindor, all those guys there, uh, you know, from competing against them to being a teammate, really got to appreciate uh, everything they brought. Um, so, you know, you, you signed up there to win and you, you really thought we'd have a chance to win there. And, you know, obviously we didn't. Um, and so that's what stinks, but yeah, I, I'll say the clubhouse is the thing I'll miss the most. Max, do you have respect for what the Mets tried to do? Because, you know, they spent a lot in free agency. You were a part of the union T- to me, like, I, and we can say whatever we want on this show, which is important. There are some owners that are not doing much, not spending much, censoring their broadcasters. And then you have Steve Cohen, who speaks to the media all the time, tweets, spends money. Like, that's good for the game, no? Yeah. Uh, And that's what stinks about this whole situation is that, uh, you know, Steve really put put himself out there, really went after and tried to make himself, you know, build a winning team. Uh, You know, we had that vision. Uh, You know, every player – thought you know we we're on a team that was going to be able to you know go deep in the postseason uh you know we, we won 100 ball games last year like everything was telling you uh things are definitely trending up in new york and um you know 
like you said, there's there's other owners that don't do that, that, you know, come up short, you know, when the team needs it. Uh, and that's frustrating as a player because you feel like you're so close to being able to do something great, uh, you know, for the organization. Uh, and you're you're there. And, and, you know, they you know, a lot of owners, sometimes they don't. Uh, so I was very fortunate that uh, to be a part of the Mets and, and Steve and try to be a part of the vision. Um, it just really stinks that it didn't work out. Max, now, I don't know. I don't know all the rules, but if I was playing still and you're on the trade block and I'm a player and I know you and I have your phone number, I'm texting you and being like, dude, come to Chicago or come to Atlanta. I mean, does that happen still? Or you can say no, because I don't know what the rules are. You know, the rules way better than I do as far as communication. But I was, if I was, if the rumors come out and they're like, Hey, Max Scherzer's available and I'm on a team that's pretty good. And I have a relationship. I'm going to be like, <laughs> Hey, Max, it's really nice here in That's Texas. how you say it. You say, I'm loving life. I'm loving life here yeah. in Texas. You know, if that comes up and you have any questions, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, I won't say the specific players or teams, but, uh, yeah, I went – I was I, – I didn't think I was getting traded. Uh, you know, maybe for a hot minute I did, and then all of a sudden I was like, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, and then it was a couple days before the deadline. All of a sudden there was a couple guys across the league, like you said, that were reaching out to me. You know, talking about you know, hey, would you come to this team? Would you waive your no trade clause for us? Uh, and uh, you know, that's that's when it, uh, you know, that's when something you know, you know, became peculiar to me because uh, you know, you know, I figured you know the Mets were going to sell off uh, you know the the impending free agents, the guys who are going to be free agents after twenty twenty three. The fact that there was you know now all of a sudden there's trade offers for myself, I, like something's something's going on here and that, you know, I, I didn't want to get blindsided by a trade. So you got to get in front of those things. Um, and so that's how I knew something was really up. Again, you don't have to say which teams or of guys were texting you, but uh, once you kind of got to the door of the deal being done or something, was Texas the only uh, option or was they, were they the only team that came to you or were there a few others that were kind of nearing the finish line for you? Uh, there were other teams, but uh, Texas made the most sense not only for this year, but uh, for next year to be able to move the yeah. family family close to Florida. Um, it checked the most boxes for me, uh, especially with keeping those, you know, I, you know, I, I got a ring. I don't need to chase a ring. I'd rather see more of my kids, not less of my kids. Um, and so, you know, if you present an opportunity where I get to see more of my kids and be able to chance to win a ring, uh, that's what makes most sense for me. Hey, here's the thing, Max. You know what else you like? Your money. And guess where they don't have state income tax? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you can also see more of your money, yeah. your kids and more of your money. As you go from yeah. New York to Texas, you're like, well, that's a that's a quite a percentage of a of a savings. So that made it easy then for you to say, okay, yes, I'll opt in because you did have the opt out at the end mm -hmm. of 23. So that made it easier because of the things the Rangers presented, not only for this year, but so does that mean? And again, I don't know what the rules are at all because I've never mm -hmm. went through this. But does Chris Young call you, or is this all negotiated through the Mets speaking to the Rangers? Yeah, this is where also this is when uh, Scott came into play. You know, I was talking with Scott and, you know, how we wanted to, you know, we're, we were kind of doing dual parts of the contract. You got the no trade clause and you had the opt out and, you know, you had, and just how that how that all just manifested out. I mean, that's just stuff that needs to stay behind the scenes, but uh, everything got worked out uh, the way it needed to get worked out. All right. Family, look, you moved your like you got to spend at least a little bit of time giving the wifey a shout out for what she's going through right now and what she went through in the last, uh, whatever, eight, nine days. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I almost have the easy part of going out there and playing baseball. That's everything I know. You, know, you got clubbies helping me out every which way. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't envy somebody trying to move four little kids across the country, housing, you know, you name it, cars, everything, trying to get that all set up. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's hectic. It's definitely hectic on her end. So uh, hopefully here in a couple of weeks, once we get settled into Texas, uh, you know, I got to send her out to a spa day, get her some, get her some. <laughs> spa week. Come on, kid. <laughs> Wait, did you guys find someone to take your donations in Long Island? Because she sent out the tweet about baby wipes and diapers and household stuff. So did you guys find somebody? No, I don't know. Uh, she, <laughs> she's I, handling that. I know, yeah. but she's gonna have. She she she's a boss. She knows how to figure that stuff out. Okay. Family but, families don't ever get enough credit for while the player gets to go out and just play. They really don't get enough credit to behind the scenes picking up and moving to a different city and finding a new places and handling all that. So shout out to everybody who ever has to deal with that and has that one they can rely on that rock. Right. Yeah. You know, with the Mets, like, you know, talking to David Robertson, I saw him in Florida and, you know, we're kind of saying the same things like, you know, yeah, it gets, yeah, it's crazy, you know, crazy for us, but it's just crazier for the family because, you know, he's got three kids as well. So, um, you know, it, like, yeah, it's, it, it's nuts on them it, 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 and trying to explain it to, you know, you can't really explain it to a two-year-old. <laughs> Derek, Derek keeps pointing to the uh, Mets jerseys and saying, dad, uh, he hasn't figured out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to just do like the sneaky like while he's taking a nap like replace all the mess yeah. stuff with ranger stuff yeah at some point where you have to take all the mess stuff away from him and, sit, and <laughs> you know, now put all the texas and say dad hey brandon and the boys in texas they're pretty good about it they're pretty good about brandon the clubhouse guy in texas it's the same guys that yeah, when yeah, you were there yeah absolutely yeah okay they're pretty good about it i mean when i was there they gave my son a locker so he had a locker next to me. Mm-hmm. All his, oh, wow. Yeah. Home and road uniforms. and No, Texas is great. Yeah. No, they did great. They, they already got some uh, jerseys out to the family. So uh, last start, they were all watching a game in, in uh, powder blue Texas jerseys. Perfect. Hey, Max, do you know your pitching schedule yet? Um, how far out? Maybe I should ask this. How far out do they map it for you? Um, you know, I kind of asked, you know, a little bit of like, Hey, we're going to honor off days. And they're like, yeah, we're going to honor off days. So you can kind of count from five after that. Okay. Cause August 26th and September 2nd, oh, I have, have Rangers games. games. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping sure we get one the schedule of them. for you. I'm hoping I can just do one of them maybe. Yeah. I'm going to have to, now I'm going to have to start counting. I'm going to say, okay, pitch one. Two. Okay. That's all I have. Counting. And then well, you count out and then it rains. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not in Texas, you got a double. No, no, Texas. You're oh yeah. Good. We got, yeah. No. That's actually super underrated. Oh. The, the retractable roof. Oh, oh Texas. Gosh, man, to never have like a rain out or a rain delay. My gosh, that is amazing. I love oh, that Texas has a dome and Chicago doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 120 degrees out. We're good. Temperature controlled. Yeah. It's 75 all the time. Yeah, a lot of guys come on the show and talk about that. Max, I have one rules question for you, pitch clock related, just because sure. – come playoff time, right? This is a team on yep. track to be a playoff team. Yep. Um, I know it's been talked about. Do you think that the league will end up adjusting the clock a little bit? Or do you think now that you everyone's played through it, it's going to be fine? Like, I'm just trying to envision what the playoffs are going to look like if things are getting rushed. And even the other day, it's I, I know with Isonia, right? Like, it was like, hey, one extra pitch. No, we can't do that. The clock's ticking. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think MLB will do anything. I, I just think they're hard-headed and won't make an adjustment and willing to, you know, affect the playoff game for the clock. Um, 
I mean, it's, it's actually, I mean, a simple solution really to all this, you know, I've been thinking about this one is to sit there and say, look, the first two violations are free. Like, look, everybody's trying to play. You, you rarely ever see three violations in one game. Everybody's trying to – like, no one no, – it's a part of our routine. Everybody's trying to comply with it. You know, the one time you don't comply with it, it's usually over a second, you know, one or two seconds. So if you just said, okay, everybody's – like, the behavior has changed. You're not going to – like, just giving a free, you know, free, you know, free violation, like, you're not going to change anything. Uh, like, that would make sense to me. Makes sense. So – I know this is kind of a weird question because you're you're in the battle, but what did Dan Isonia say to you? Because <laughs> you said you said one more, so he said one more, and then you threw the pitch, and then he said, then he banged you for a pitch clock violation. Yeah. And then after the inning, you went over to him and said, you know, you said one more. So can you walk us through that? Because walk watching it from afar, you're kind of like, wait, he said one more. He should have got one more. So the clock overpowers the umpire's voice. Yeah, well, that that's, I guess, the confusing thing uh, for all of us is uh, the umpire has the right to wave off the clock. So, And that's happened to me plenty of times where the catcher's late or whatever, um, and the umpire waves off the clock. Like, all right, and then you get your eight warm-up pitches, and then, you know, like, you play baseball. Um, you know, I thought this was another situation because the catcher was late. I, I was late. The catcher was even more late. Um, and so Dan uh, – you know, I think he was trying to sit there and say, you know, like that was it. Yeah, I think from his perspective, he was just trying to abide by the clock um, and thought that that was my last one. And I was like, no, I wanted one more. Like I actually needed two more. Uh, and, you know, I had only thrown six. I hadn't gotten eight. Um, it's just, you know, I guess that's what's, you know, confusing is that, you know, like it's just another example where there's confusion where we're trying to comply, but we didn't. And then you, you you know you get banged for it. We actually change the game because of this. Even though we're playing the game fast, we're changing the game. We're cha we're going to change the game. Um, you know, I just don't believe that was the intent of the clock when, when it got installed. That's not how we sold it. Like, hey, you know, when the catcher's slow to get out, you know, that's that's what's driving the pace of play. Of uh, <laughs> that's what's slowing down the game is that catcher running out so late. You know, that that's that, that that's, <laughs> that's not what this was for. And so, you know, that's what's frustrating about it. Understood, especially in Oakland where you got to run six miles to the dugout. <laughs> you got to run a mar Have you ever seen how big Oakland is? Scott? Yeah. I mean, you got if you're the catcher, well, who's well, I don't know who was catching you, but whoever the backup catcher is, they better get their ass out there. They better stop eating spread. <laughs> well, 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 the thing is, because I like I don't like to be in the dugout during my starts, because like like the dugout chatter, everything that's going in the dugout, like that, you know, I don't want to hear it. Like I just want to be locked into myself. So actually, I mean, you know, the Oakland ballpark. So I actually go up into the clubhouse and stay away from everybody. I'm just watching watching the game on TV. Um, and so as soon as one out happened, I started walking down. As I'm walking down those stairs, all of a sudden I hear the seventh inning stretch. And so I start sprinting. Like, <laughs> what the heck just happened? I'm like, <laughs> bad out of hell trying to figure out what's going on. They're like, hey, there was a line drive to old play. I'm like, all right. So I'm running out there as fast as I can. So, yeah, it's wild. You know what the biggest thing is, too? And this will be a huge thing in the playoffs. Because have you been using – um calling your own pitches yep okay so pitch calm i mean i've seen players there's no way there's always a pitch calm problem for certain guys and and also come playoff time it's going to be loud as hell so i can't wait to mm -hmm. see that dynamic with the clock like there are going to be because some of the umps have been catching on like i don't care so that's going to be crazy too because you're used to that and then it's loud or you might not hear it and they're like i don't care you got to pitch right i know um there's been times where I'm pushing a button and, it, and it's not coming through. Like, you know, I'm pushing slider, 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 and like you don't hear it. So, 
like explain that. Like how, if I if I'm pushing slider, are we gonna start saying that's a pitch clock violation? That's a disengagement? Like it doesn't make sense. That's that's gonna, gonna be a problem. problem I'm telling playoffs. you, I I know because I'm saying this because other Texas guys told the me roof, this. It's gonna be loud as hell. They say they play Houston and Houston gets loud. I mean, yeah. some of these places get really loud. Yeah. Who was it? Lorenzen last night said he couldn't hear in the no-hitter. It's he was, a regular he was, season game, and that park was not full. It was 30K out yeah. of, like, 40. Oh. Right. Oh. So, yeah. something to think about. You're going to have to work on your touch signs. Oh, if we had to go back to actually signs, I, I got it. <laughs> I, got the I got the signs. I, yeah, you, you ain't cracking my signs. I got it. All the way back to 2022. Yeah, when we all did the signs. way back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Max, oh. dude, great to see you. Uh, great catching up. Awesome to see you with uh, the Rangers and with this contending ball club. Appreciate the time as always, dude. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Max Thanks, Scherzer Max. with us Thank on you. FG Live. Thanks. That was great. Awesome.